Oh boy, what a hell of a day. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge, powered by and hosted by Anchor, the perfect app for any podcaster that's trying to start their podcast's career. All you need is a phone. That's all you need. So download app today in any of your app stores, whether it's an iPhone or whether it's an Android. Download Anchor today to start your podcasting. What's going on, people? How y'all doing today? I am your host, Kavanaugh, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. You know how we do. If you want to see my porn, you want to see what I can do with all these sexy ladies. Over 6,000 hours, 400 videos, and more. You want to hear my music. Singles that I'm dropping right now, such as Listen. Getting Where You're Fitting with drops next week. As well as Guts. My hot single that's killing it right now, Dummy. As well as, uh, as well as Price and Bounce on the D. Well, let me tell you what you do. Go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. That's allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. You find everything. My dope film content, the sites for that. My stuff when it comes to music, as well as the links to the podcast, as well as my social media. Also, go over to Podbean and check out the Smoke This Over podcast. That's right, the Smoke This Over podcast. That's my main pod. And um, I got episode nine, excuse me, 10 up now. Episode 11 is coming this weekend. And trust me, I'm going to have a lot to talk about. All right. So this is the Smokers Lounge. This is my other podcast where I take one or two topics and I dig in deep and try to give you knowledge, try to give you a difference of opinion. Maybe even have you walk away from listening to this and think differently. Or look at something differently. That is my purpose. I look at the totality of things. And I make my opinions and assumptions based off of that. Hands down. So for all of my first time listeners, welcome. To my listeners on Spotify, welcome. To my listeners everywhere, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. Where I just don't, I don't want to smoke. Fuckers, I bring it. Now, I know a lot of people ask me, you know, like, when are you going to do a YouTube videos? When are you going to start doing that? Well, until I get me a good setup uh, and I figure out how I navigate YouTube, that's when I'll start doing a YouTube smoke, smoke, you know, smokers lounge. Because that will probably be the thing that will go up on YouTube, not the smoke this over podcast. Because me, I like to be unrestricted. I like to be able to cuss, talk about what the fuck I want to and not worry about somebody deleting my video or blocking my channel. That's why I love podcasts. That's why I love the audio podcast. Because the video podcast, you got to go through a YouTube. And if you're going through YouTube, that means you got to buy by YouTube rules. And I, sorry, I'm one that don't like rules. So today, as you know, it's Black History Month. For those who, you might be listening to it on Friday. That's when I'm going to have it be released. But today is Thursday. So today, like I said, we talk about Black History Month. And I'm always going to do some stuff talking about Black History Month this month. And today we're talking about the new Reconstruction Era. Now, for some of you people that have listened to my show before, I always talk back, talk about harping back 
to the Reconstruction era. For some of you people that are new, I have to rehash stuff, so let me explain. The Reconstruction era was the time right after the Emancipation Proclamation, after slavery was abolished. This is the time where slaves were freed, and they were allowed for, I think, maybe a decade. I'm sorry I didn't get the years of when the Reconstruction era happened. And it was called the Reconstruction Era because America was rebuilding themselves back up from the Civil War because the Civil War really did a number on America. Part of that was that black people was now getting opportunities that they were not given when they were slaves, such as being business owners, such as being pillars of society, running for office, voting. But Things happened where by the end of the Reconstruction era, black people was pretty much back to square zero. They may not be slaves, but we had Jim Crow. There was laws that was made to suppress and keep black people from voting, holding office. You know what I'm saying? Holding a business in a white area. Segregation. I can go down the list. Now, most of this was down south, not really up north. Okay. The Reconstruction era was very important because you had the rebuilding of America. You also had the Industrial Revolution going on. When the Ku Klux Klan, when white people, sons of slave owners, daughters of slave owners, white people who was in the South, former Confederate slaves, Confederate sympathizers, felt some type of way of seeing the Negro, which was technically the slave class, get opportunities. Some of these people, like I said before, ended up becoming pro, I mean, poor and destituted, homeless. And they felt some type of way seeing black people prosper. And they did something about it. In actuality, like my daughter said, what they did was basically a war crime because they basically raged war against the black race to, as they would like to say, put us in our place. So we missed out on the Industrial Revolution. We missed out on the opportunities to get ground in to many of the industries that later built America, from steel to oil to banking to the whole nine. Now, of course, we had our own businesses, but it was in our own communities. Why these people had businesses that stretched across America. We missed out on the opportunities to have restaurants and food chains because during this time, you had Jim Crow. So, fast forward... We are now in 2020 in the new Reconstruction era. Now, let me explain to you the differences between the two. The biggest difference is that the government was not interested in helping or protecting former slaves and their rights. If you look at history at the time, 
America was more concerned about Western expansion and taking land from Indians, because basically that's what they did, to build America. What was happening in the South, what was happening to black people from Tulsa to Wilmington to probably even Atlanta, even in Florida, was black communities being attacked, black people was being lynched, being killed, basically rights being stripped, as well as dignity and pride, and the government did nothing. Now, the government has stepped in like they did when Texas was trying to become independent. Like they did when they were trying to call the Indians from raiding pioneers' settlements. Not mostly because they were basically trying to protect their land. And we weren't trying to live on their land, we were trying to take it. If they had stepped in like that, guess what? We would have been in a better place. Things would have been different. Now they say when you mess with a timeline, it's a ripple effect that caused different distinct branches of the tree of that time to show different timelines, show different results. Somewhere in this universe, in the multiverse, there's a timeline where the Reconstruction Era, where black people was treated with respect, wasn't being lynched, wasn't being pushed out of office or murdered to be out of office. And guess what? Black people are just as rich as wealthy, if not controlling the country. There was a movie, I got to find out the name of the movie, they had John Travolta and Harold Belafonte, that that was the case. Where black people was in the place of white people. Okay, now. Because of that, in this new Greek structure era, you not only have the government who wants to help, you have white people and other races who are in on the fight. People are now paying attention. There's too many eyes on it. Back then, there was no internet. Back then, hell, there wasn't even TV. Anything that happened nationally, you didn't hear about it for damn near a month, depending upon where you lived. They had a telegraph. So anything that happened was easily disguised. Can't disguise anything anymore. They were able to make systemic racism. Why? Because people didn't see the atrocities. And at the time, they really didn't give a fuck. Now people give a fuck. Now we're seeing it. So the other difference is, is that now in the new Reconstruction era, we can create generational wealth and have knowledge to how to create that versus during the old Reconstruction era when it was taken away from us, that knowledge was taken from us. The knowledge of stocks, the knowledge of running a business, the knowledge of taxes, being able to run for office. Now, I know a lot of people might say, okay, I'm feeling what you're saying, B. When did the new Reconstruction era start? It actually started when Obama got in office. Now, I know everyone's saying, wait a second, what about the Civil Rights Act? No. The difference 
Why I say not the Civil Rights Act? Because we got our rights back that was taken from us. That was technically was understood, but not written into law. Let's make this clear. During the Reconstruction era, they did not read into law that black people have equal rights. They said that slaves were free. See, that's a small thing people got to understand. The Civil Rights Act gave us civil rights. Said we can vote. That we have the same rights as any other race, any other human being. But at the time, we wasn't owning industries. The only black owned anything was Motown. Look it up. Look it up. How many black millionaires was in that time frame? Not many. See, now we're at a point now that we actually hear about rich, black, rich people's kids, celebrity kids, millionaires' kids. You get what I'm coming from? We're hearing about T.I. and Tiny's kids. We're hearing about Blue Ivy and, and, and North and all them. That, you know what I'm saying? We're seeing generational wealth. But what's sad is you have more white people who are right now on generation three, four, five, six, or 10 of wealth, but we have very few black families or dynasties that are in generation three of wealth. I'm going to sit back and let you, as I sip my coffee, I'm going to let you sit there and think about that. I'll use my town. Duke is a million dollar name. They were slave owners back in the day. Bennett Place was their home. It's an actual historical slave era. Slave era, the same, basically it's one of those, it's, you might say it's a museum, I guess what you say, or a refuge, or, uh, you know, or what have you. All right. But the point I'm trying to make is that Duke has a name on everything. The Duke family is very wealthy. They'll never be broke. You feel me? They'll never be broke. Generational wealth means that even though you may not do the same field that your dad did, you got something left to you to help you build something else or build greater wealth and take the family to the next level. I use dumbass Trump. For example, his dad had a business left the business to Trump. Trump took it to a new level. Vince McMahon, his dad gave him the WWF business. Look what he's done with it. Can we say that about any black millionaire right now? I'm talking about black wealth, generational, none. They did what a uh, reality show which did with the Sugar Hill Gang and Sugar Hill Records. 
Sugar Hill Records ain't even a major record label no goddamn more. It wasn't even a major record then. It's New York based. That don't count. The closest thing we might have to example generational wealth is actually Master P. Because his son, Romeo, if Master P ever decided to pass it on and say, fuck it, I'm out, I'm done, Romeo could take over. Plus, he left something for Romeo to use to take the Miller family to another level financially. He also talking about owning and starting a line of cars. I've been saying this. What the new construction area is doing is allowing us if we can't create the industry, have ownership in it. One of the biggest and budding industries that we have actually got on the ground, ground, excuse me, the ground floor on two. I'm just going to use as an example, YouTube and podcasting. There's probably more black YouTubers than white. There's probably a lot of podcasts, but a lot of your most popular podcasts, let's be honest, is black. You have a lot of, excuse me, you have more networks of black podcasts than you probably do of white. More notable, more known. I'm like, I ain't even go front analytics wise. Think about this for a second. Joe Buttons, he's right now partnered up with Patreon. Uh, Charlemagne the God, he's partnered up with with iHeart. See, understand, yeah, they may not own iHeart, but being partnered up and having say so and you still hold your business speaks volumes. Why would you think people trying to podcast? Because it's a new budding industry and we're getting on the ground floor. Think about how many black YouTubers. We got on the ground floor with YouTube. And then I'm going to tell you what people didn't even think about. The adult film industry. Many of us got it on the ground floor of that when it came to the internet. Because let's keep, let's keep it 100. You had Busty Baby Dolls. She was killing it. Think about how, in, how many independent porn companies that are black owned that's right now is doing shit. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say I get a devil's due. Ken, he's one of them. BBW Highway. Myself, BCM Triple X. Carmen Entertainment. Throat Wars. Third Zone. I mean, Third Zone Production. These are black owned companies. Jasmine uh, Grissom. She's right now doing some shit. Black-owned companies. See, what the new reconstruction era has allowed us to do is to gain knowledge. Think about this for a second. A year ago, you wouldn't know nothing about what the fuck is a squeeze. You wouldn't have never known anything about stocks. Now, I got people at work talking about stocks. Black people, we never really talked about stocks. We didn't, motherfucker, the only thing we talked about Wall Street was the movie. That we, we didn't think a fuck about stocks. We didn't give a shit about trying to get stocks, learning how that shit works. How many black motherfuckers went to school saying, yeah, I want to be a stockbroker? Hey, shit, motherfucker, please. 
Let's think about it. It's like black people playing baseball. You ain't going to see too many of them. <laughs> or playing hockey. We just starting it. Fuck with, you know what I'm saying? We just starting to fuck with that. We're being allowed and, and, and you got Bubba, I can't think of his damn name, uh, the black NASCAR racer. Where have we heard of a black NASCAR racer? The new reconstruction era is allowing us to tap into shit, jump in on shit, get opportunity and open doors for us that we never had before. That's why I'm saying it started with Obama. It didn't start back with, 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 um, when JFK signed that, or excuse me, LBJ signed it. No. Because let me tell you the difference between that Reconstruction era and this one. The back in the day Reconstruction era, we was making moves, but slavery was still fresh in the minds of those damn crackers. And I call them crackers because these motherfuckers wanted the lynchers, so they don't deserve to be called white people or Caucasian. So just in case anybody has an issue with me saying, can you suck a dick? Now, back in the way. The point I'm trying to make is it was still fresh in their mind. I'm going to give you an example because I'm going to review the movie on some, the Smoke This Own Podcast, Antebellum. That is what some of these fuckers want. To put our asses back in slavery, picking cotton, as they pretend to be the masters in the whole nine. Why? Because they felt resentment towards the black people. In the case of Antebellum, they felt some type of way because Janae Monet's character was a vocal female that talked shit to politicians. Just so happened one of the politicians is a racist son of a bitch. And couldn't stand her. So guess what? I want to put this black bitch in her place. That's how they felt during the Reconstruction era. They saw black people prosper. They said, hell no, we want to put them niggas in their place. That's what they wanted to do. That's what they wanted. That's why the Ku Klux Klan came about. But see, what happened is, when our, the new Reconstruction era came, was because... That Jim Crow, there was time in between for white people to start giving a fuck about black people on a major level. Because the reason why I'm saying this is the Reconstruction era, then we had access to all that. We had access to Wall Street. We had access to all that. It was snatched from us. After the Civil Rights Act, we didn't have, we still didn't have access, people. We could just go to their stores and go to their school and go to their model, their mall. We still had to fight for more voting rights. We still had to fight for respect. It, we still had to fight and show them that our vote fucking matter. So as laws change to benefit us and to open the door, we don't 
it opened the door and allowed Obama to become president. And that's when the reconstruction era started because he started doing stuff to help black people, whether you believe it or not. On the global scale, with education, with loans, with health care. Once again, he didn't have what Biden had. And that is basically a Senate and a House that's on his side. Imagine if Obama had the Senate in the House. Can you imagine, man, we would have reparations. We would have reparations. We would have reparations. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a lot of shit that would have been that would have went down them eight years with Obama. But you're gonna see what Obama was trying to do. I think Biden is gonna actually fucking accomplish. Because once again, he's a white dude that give a fuck. People keep forgetting we are a minority in this country. What makes us a majority is the influence that we have along with the other cultures. But if you notice, they always put us above the other cultures. You want to know why? Because we were the second motherfuckers other than the damn white people that was on this fucking land, other than the Native Americans. That's why. Think about it. We had the, we had the, the mass expansion to come over here. But the only difference is we didn't walk over here on our own accord. We was dragged over here in chains. So now we got the opportunity to play catch up. Now we got the opportunity to own businesses and own and have ownership in industries. We now have the opportunity to make money create more millionaires, and create generational wealth. Joe Button, his great-grands, is going to benefit from what the fuck he's doing now. The girls, the podcasters that are making money, that are setting up this shit now, is setting up, even with, look at Ricky Smiley. You know who his kids is. They're benefiting, but here's funny. He's setting something up for them to build off of so when their kids come, they can build off of it. Because sometimes it's not even money. Sometimes it's knowledge. Sometimes it's influence. Sometimes it's reach. Sometimes it's contacts. See, easy son may not be the biggest artist, but his son behind him might be because Easy E, then Easy E Jr. that continued what Easy E was trying to do to a certain extent and built off of it. But it's even he might not make the money, he got the knowledge to tell his son because Easy showed him. And he could show the next son, and that son take it to the next level. Why in the world you think nine times out of ten, second generation NBA players or NFL players? Do do good or do well. Or second generation professional players, meaning that the son played football, excuse me, the son played football, the daddy played basketball or vice versa. They do well because they were given that knowledge. That's what I mean by that generational wealth, that wealth of knowledge. This is how you're supposed to move as a professional. 
They're used to seeing money, so money ain't shit. It's just like when chicks ask, when it comes to a man, well, why is when a man, he becomes a celebrity, he decides he want to cheat on his girl? and Because the nigga get access to bras that he would never gotten regular. So he going to do things different. He going to move different. But that's another topic for another show, which I will eventually get to. When you have access and knowledge about certain things, it makes you move differently. It makes you see things differently, period. Now, don't get it, Trish. It's going to be some, some second generation, third generation. It's going to be some lazy ass bums just living off their parents' money. But that's part of generational wealth. Same thing with white folk. Let me explain to you what I mean by generational wealth. Think about this. Miss McLaurin, who is right now in prison for this whole scandal shit. Think about this. Because of her influence, even outside of that, you think that her child is right now suffering? No. She gave her child knowledge. She took that motherfucking the child took the knowledge and became a fucking YouTube sensation to the point that she technically didn't even need her parents to help her get in school. She could have paid for the shit out of her goddamn pocket. But her parents wanted to show their power and their wealth and their influence. Generational wealth. You want to talk about mob bosses? Why in the world you think they pass it down to their kids, their son? If you notice most of the sons that took over after their dads, they did pretty decent. Why? Passing down information, passing down the money, passing down. We are passing down broke. And no knowledge. And then we wonder why kids the way they are. You wonder why you got the games in the whole nine. Because guess what? Guess what the games are doing? They're passing down knowledge. They're passing down generational knowledge. They're passing down violence and, and, and all that stuff. But... Imagine if they were passing and, and how to sell drugs. But imagine if they passed down how to create wealth legally. But part of the reason why Crips and Bloods came about, because guess what? There was no generational motherfucking wealth. There was no generation knowledge passed down. We never heard about gangs in white communities, but so much. Where the gang culture comes, it's always talked about. Black folk. Black folk. Crips and Bloods, black. The P-Stones, black. MF, BMF, black. When we talk about white gangs, what we talk about? The mafia. <laughs> Motorcycle gangs. See the difference. See the difference. I know that what you mean by the difference. The difference. Motorcycle gangs. Nationally want me call it. The mafia. They moved in signs that they didn't know who the fuck they were for damn near three to five to six, damn near a hundred years. But the bloods and the cribs. Did they create, and both, hold on, both of these motherfuckers created 
serious wealth. Did the Blood and Crips really create serious wealth to the point that they owned industry and influenced industry? No, they did not. So it is a motherfucking difference. There is a there is different levels. Understand that. And how the mafia were able to do that? Generational motherfucking wealth, generational knowledge, passing it down. What I'm showing you is how the difference when you have that generational knowledge and it's coming down and coming down and coming down the pipe to the next generation, how what it creates. Because imagine if you had to worry about bills, all we had to worry about is how you're going to spend this money, how you're going to flip this money. Your bills, your basic needs is covered. We don't know how that fucking feels. Anybody listening right now, please tell me that for the time you was born, the time to this day and age, have you ever known what it felt like to not work once you became adult on your own to feel like you had all your basic needs were straight? You ain't had to work a nine to five. You ain't had to punch a clock. Everything set up. None of you can say that shit. That's black. But I bet you there's a lot, a lot of white cats are saying that. This is our opportunity for new reconstruction era. This is our opportunity to construct generational wealth and build things and make industry, and create more millionaires, and more business owners, and more businesses that are black-owned. We still do not have a major black designer, or a major black, and I repeat the word, black-owned fashion, um, (laughs) fashion line. I'm waiting for someone to tell me one. Do not say Sean John because you want to know why white people own that shit. Then he saw these motherfuckers tell him to take his name off of it. He sold his shit over to him. So come again. Come again. See, that's that's what people got to understand. In, in order, and I said this before, in order to get the respect of those who conquered you, you have to either conquer them or come their equal. We have the opportunity to become equal. See, I said before, one thing they're going to end up changing, and you're going to see a lot of people hate that shit. The minority is going to become the majority financially. And that's coming. You see. But the question is, if that does happen, can we handle it? We'll see. Because for all the legislation that's coming down the pike, if the things that they do that they pose to do to try to even the playing field, and if we get eight years of Mr. Biden like that, black people is going to be in a good place. 
See, I told you before from the police beatings, the the whole the the everything that people are talking about. And I keep telling everybody this, it's about the black economy. All the great leaders in black history always talked about that. That was one of the talking points. Right now, Martin Luther King and Michael Smith saying, yes, this is what I'm talking about. It's the reason why I put Jay-Z and Beyonce on the cover of this, of, of the, of, you know what I'm saying, the cover art for this video. I mean, excuse me, this uh, pod, this episode. Because they're the epitome of black wealth. They are the symbol of it. Can you name anybody else? The ultimate black power couple. Them two. After that, Will Smith and Jada. But actually, you can't even say Jada and Will because Beyonce the queen and Jay-Z the greatest rapper of all time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jada, she 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 does work, but we know Will is the man. Jada, she 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 always support her. She she don't never be the headliner. So that's why I said those two. They have kids. They have kids with already have fucking businesses. Let's make this fucking clear. Blue Ivy has a fucking business. So by the time I had turned 15, she's already a multimillionaire. Generational wealth. Let's go to Kardashians. Kylie Jenner had her own fucking business. Wouldn't have it if it wasn't for her parents was already goddamn rich. So at the end of the fucking day, I'm going to say it again. We have the opportunity to create generational wealth. We have the opportunity to actually jump in on many industries right now that's being built. From these, from apps to the podcast, to everything else. So all I'm saying, this is the reason why I say this is a new reconstruction era. This is where we at. Now, what's funny, I thought it was only going to be 30 minutes. I actually thought this show was going to be only 20 minutes. But apparently, once I get talking, it goes to damn near 40. <laughs> so all I'm going to say is this. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? If you didn't learn anything. Smoke this over, yo. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge.